The purpose of this show is to create a space for men and women to come together to process and discuss culture and the worlds we live in through the lens of Christianity, using literature, expert input, laughter, and love to deepen our relationships and understanding of God, ourselves, and others. So come on and let's illuminate the way with your host, Janiah Taylor. Happy New Year, and welcome to the first podcast of Illuminating the Way. At the beginning of every year, I always like to refocus um, and recenter and ask God what he has for me for this year. Uh, But this year, it was a little different, and I realized um, after going through some journals and things like that, prayer, fasting, um, that God had given it to me mid-2021. I've just been keeping it in my journal and in my thoughts. Um, So back in February of 2021, God had given me the name of the show along with the mission of it as well. Um, And for a while, I played around with it, just thinking of things to talk about. If I could do a podcast, how many podcast shows there are out right now and how mine could make a difference in some way. Um, so, of course, I was thinking about episode ideas and just, okay, what do I do with this? How can I go from here? And in that prayer and fasting and just thinking, God began to highlight the word revival to me. It was everywhere, literally everywhere, like in sermons, um, Instagram posts, words that I would just see around. It was following me, basically. So because it was following me, I decided to, of course, Google the word. I am a big definitions person. Words mean things, so I need to know what they mean. (laughs) Um, So revival is, the definition of revival is an improvement in in the condition or strength of something, the restoration to bodily or mental vigor to to live um, or consciousness, an instance of something becoming active or important again. In the Hebrew, um, the name is Chaya. I hope I said that right. Chaya. Yeah. Um, and that's to bring back to life, restore to consciousness, restore to a previous condition. Um, and just a biblical meaning is restoration, rejuvenation, renewal of interest after spiritual neglect, oblivion, obscurity. Um, it is really just a heartfelt return to God and his commandments. Um, Robert Coleman also states that it's the awakening or quick or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. Um, but I didn't stop there with the definitions with just revival. So we went to the root word, which is to revive and to revive is to renew in mind or memory or to bring to recollection, to recall attention to, or to reawaken. Um, in the Bible study tools definition, it gives the definition to live, cause to live, the restoration of life, the restoration of well-being, um, or rebuilding. So knowing all of those words um, and the definitions, um, 
God then started to show me instances of revival in the Bible, um, where he revived his people, revived a land, um, and restored it to its true self, its true nature, what it was, he, what he purposed it for essentially. So, um, some examples of this that I found, of course, one that popped into my head immediately is the children of Israel. But another that I have looked at and have really recently become familiar to with just from um, the fast that I was on last year uh, with a prophet, Tiffany Montgomery, um, but Jeremiah 16 and 33 um, and 16, God and Jeremiah 16, and you can um, go back and read it. I'm just paraphrasing. God curses the land, takes away the voice of joy, gladness um, and marriages um, and then as you read on and throughout of throughout it in 33, God restores the land, brings the voice of joy, gladness, um, and the sign of marriages or marriages back into the land. So um, from this, God began to show me um, the beginning of revival in my own life, you know, um, seeing the Bible and then being able to look in my own life and see um, where there had been dry bones. Um, But God was beginning to revive those areas. And something that I had always found was highlighted to me um, in my own life, but especially in the Bible, um, was the season that the person, you know, in the Bible or myself or the group of people went through was a season of breaking up the fallow ground or um, like most of us might call it a wilderness season. Um, And that season is where maybe things were taken away, things were removed, things that you thought um, were good for you. um, And God showed, oh, no, girl, or oh, no, man, this is not even close to what I have for you. So let's take this away, whether it be a relationship of this or that, you know, whatever it is, you can put whatever that is in for you. Um, but he always had this, them experience a time of wilderness before, um, God revived them to their true nature and purpose, which is the definition of revival. Um, so the children of Israel, um, like I talked about earlier, they, were a people that were um, enslaved for hundreds of years um, by Pharaoh and his army. Um, And they knew that where they were wasn't good. So um, when God sent Moses um, from where he was to free the people of, or the children of Israel, um, they were ready. They followed instructions, the things that he said to do, you know, put the... um, blood on the door so the death angel pass over um all of the things that they were told to do they did they moved with great faith and believed god um and the prophet that he sent to free them to get them out of the place that they were in for god to restore them and to fulfill the promise that he made to them um but once they got you know out of the 
custody or under out from under the hand of Pharaoh and they let him go, made it past the Red Sea. They got into the wilderness and in the wilderness, um, they began to complain and mummer and mummer, mummer and complain. Um, they lost so much faith, so much so that they began to turn back to their other other idols and gods um, like some of us have, really like most of us, all of us have at some point, going back to the things that um, we left and confidently left behind us because what is or our reality or what we believe to be ahead of us isn't looking like what God had promised us. Um, but even in the midst of that, God still revived them as a people and all that was connected to them um, when the time had come. Now, mind you, yes, a whole generation did have to die off and their descendants are who entered into the promised land. But nevertheless, God restored them and he is going to do just the same for us. So this year, I'm decreeing and declaring it the year of revival, revival of our relationship with God, revival of our peace, hope, revival of our creativity and understanding, revival of every dry bone in your life that you allow God to breathe on. So let's get into the first season of the year-long revival series, Revival Love. So this first season is all about love, love of God and us loving him, love of ourselves, us loving ourselves and love of other people, loving other folks. And we know that can be a challenge sometimes. So dive in with us in this first episode as we get into love God, how we strengthen our relationship with him, revive our relationship with him, and more importantly, how God wants to be, desires to be in relationship with us. So let's get into it. So season one, of course, like stated before, is all about love. Um, And in this first episode, Love God, it's really more about our love for God and his love for us. Um, So first things first, y'all know I'm a definitions person. If you did not catch that from before, um, the definition of love is to feel deep affection for someone um, or someone you like or enjoy very much, an intense feeling of deep affection. Um, Those are just some definitions of love. Um, But the kind of love that God loves us with is agape love, meaning it's unconditional Um, there are no endings. Something I always like to say is God's love reminds me, um, or no, it's, um, God's love is as wide as the ocean and as deep as the sea. I think it's something like that. It's a quote or it might even be a song for real. I, I, I won't lie. Um, I think it might be a song, but, um, I always think about that. I always think about, um, just about how God's love surrounds us and the situations that we needed the most. And, and more specifically, it caused me to think about how we are lacking in love, whether it is loving others, loving ourselves, um, and especially loving God. Um, so let's get into the conversation. 
So before I gave you some just basic examples or definitions rather of what love is, however, I wanted to give a biblical one, of course. So we're going to take it straight from the Bible and go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And it reads, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So just from this scripture, um, I've always believed love to be an action word. Um, just in my own personal, you know, walk with God, his love has always surrounded me. Um, even in the times where I didn't notice it because, right, sometimes we go throughout life and we don't even see like that was God's love or his protection or, you know, we're not always paying attention. But that's been something that I've been trying to do a little bit more. Um, and God's love, y'all, it is constantly surrounding us, okay? And us waking up and us going to sleep and no no one touching our homes or um, keeping our children as they go to school, um, waking us up in the morning, giving us breath in our body, keeping us healthy, all of that. Um, but more importantly, the greatest, and I do mean greatest act of love that God has ever shown us is sending his son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross for our sins and then ascend to heaven so we could have an actual relationship with God the Father for ourselves. We can go to him in prayer and he hears us. We can go to him and we know that we can get a word through. We don't have to just wait for the priest or the prophet or, you know, whoever it was that could go before the Lord, um, Jesus made it so that we all can. He died for us. I don't know anyone that would do that, send his son to die for us. But that was his greatest act of love towards us, that we are living in the promise of that today. Um, so, the question is never, okay, y'all, it's never if God loves us or if God is showing his love towards us, right? The question is always going to be, how are you showing your love to God? Relationships are a two-way street and having a relationship with God is I don't want to say just like having a relationship with a person because God is not man um, and we shouldn't attribute man characteristics to God. He's nothing like that. But in a sense of a relationship, the same way we would spend time with um, a loved one, our significant other, our friends is the same way that we should be spending time with God and also the same way that we show that we love him having dedicated, uninterrupted 
consistent time with him on the daily, okay? Um, Making sure that our relationship with him is a priority, keeping um, the first commandment, not having any other gods over him, not loving anything more than you love um, God. And how you know if you're dealing with an idol or if you're a little confused or like, "Mm, how do I know if I love this more than I love God? Is your obedience being shifted or weighed, you know, by this thing? Loving something more than you love your obedience to God. So if God told you tomorrow to put down whatever you're questioning, if it's an idol, right? Which side note, if you have to question if it's an idol, mm, it might be. Um, But if God told you to put that thing, put that person, put that thought process down tomorrow, right? Would you be able to do it or would you still be participating, still be with that person, still be doing that habit, doing that thing, whatever it is. Um, But love is a two-way, not, but relationships are a two-way street, right? And the same way that we can come to God and ask of him and things of that nature, he should be able to come to us and say, this isn't good for you put this down, stop doing this, and obedience should follow. Um, For us, though, obedience, y'all, is a major key, okay? That is one of the biggest ways that we can show our love, our respect, our reverence for God, um, and our trust also in Him, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, in terms of love, obedience is a way that we can show, okay, God, I don't understand this, but I love you and I trust you. So I'm going to do this. Um, Meeting with him daily, having consistent meetings at the same time, y'all have a schedule, okay? That is showing that you love him, that nothing comes before this. I turn my phone off for this time with you. That's how important this is to me. I have put my phone on do not disturb, you know, if you can't turn it off. Or even I've set out this time and I'm I'm waking up early. Of course my dogs are barking. But I'm waking up early. <laughs> That's all right. I'm waking up early and I'm making sure that I don't miss the time with God that I even if I go to bed late and I'm tired, um I'm waking up early to make sure that I meet him. And let me just say this, because I've definitely um, done that before. You know, I've gone to bed late and woken up just as early. I'm trying to be a 5 a.m. riser. (laughs) Um, It's going decently, but I could be doing better. Um, But I'm trying to be a 5 a.m. riser so I can have early morning time with the Lord and I'm not pressed about it later on or I'm just letting it go because oh the day is long I'm tired I don't want no excuses so I'm trying to be a 5 a.m early riser um and there have actually been times where I've gone to bed late woken up early stay committed to my time and meeting with the Lord and God has given me strength and you know, energy to make it through the day. That was God's love towards me because I honored the time that 
I'm for real about this. I'm for real about our relationship. And I'm here at this time, even though I didn't go to bed till about three, four hours ago. And I am a little sleepy. I'm getting on up. And the Lord has given me strength for that. So the same way in which we meet God and, you know, we come back to him. Because let me just say, God never moves away from us. Okay. We move away from him. Okay, let me just say that one more time for the people in the back. God never moves away from us. We move away from him. So when he comes and meet us where we are, that might have been a different place than where he was meeting us the last time because we might have moved away from him. But when we come and meet God, he is always there. He is always waiting. He is always ready for you to say something, for me to say something to him. Okay, so it's never that God has moved away from you. It's that you've moved away from God. Move back. Get back into your your habits. Get back into your schedule. Um, Get your consistent time with the Lord set and scheduled. Tell the people, don't call me. Okay, don't text me. This is my time with the Lord. Um, If you have to set an alarm, set an alarm. Prayer and fasting, y'all, it's the beginning of the year fast, even if it's just between time to time, um, six to three, six to six, you could do a full day of fasting, right? You could do days, three days, seven days, whatever fits for you. Okay. But start somewhere, you know, God wants to hear from us and we want to hear from God. We should desire that. Um, and part of loving God is putting action behind us saying we love God. Um, So my encouragement for you this week and just as you continue to go forward in this new year, that you would put God as your priority again, that you would get rid of all your idols, that you would um, put them down, the things that God has been telling you to do, that you would step out and act. This is literally me. I'm doing that. I'm stepping out and I'm just acting an action. Okay. I'm just trying to give God an action. Like I hear you, God, this is what I'm doing. We just have to show God I'm moving with you. Here's my yes. Right. Um, put God as your priority, um, and make him the ruler, the head of your life again. Love God. Holy, purely, with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, love God. So join me next week as we dive further into season one, Revival Love, and into episode two, Love Self. I am so excited that you guys have joined me for episode one, Love God. And I'm just so excited to share over this next year what the Lord has given me um, just throughout this past year that we've come out of. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. And remember, I love you with the love of Christ, but God loves you so much more. This is Janiyah signing off.